Before we get started with today's podcast, we'd like to ask returning listeners to leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, share a link to this podcast with friends or family who would enjoy hearing our weekly discussions about basketball and basketball culture. Now, on to the show. Yeah, this is amazing. Welcome to the 99 Podcast. I'm Josh Barnett, and today I'm here with a buddy of mine and the head coach at North Posey High School here in Evansville. Well, are you guys actually located in Evansville? Just outside of Evansville. Anyways, his name's Heath Howington, and uh, he joined me down here, and we were shooting the shit a little bit, and I said, you know what, man, I'm going to throw your ass in this pod, and we're going to get this thing done, and he said, Okay. Let's do it. I appreciate you having me on today. Love the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're always happy to have guests down here. We are social distancing. We're not six feet apart, but it's close enough. So uh, I've known Heath for shit a long time. Long time. My, My first memories of Heath is coming home from parties with Wes and seeing you and Kyle out in the driveway, like shooting over ladders and in between chairs and shit. Yeah. Well, you just show me that Steve Alford VHS tape and... We definitely had those chairs out in the Atterbury driveway, staying out there pretty late. So that's that's where the passion started. I remember pulling up, and I was like, Wes, who in the fuck are these two little dudes out here? And he's like, man, that's my brother and his little friend. He, he's like, them dudes are nuts. And I was like, they do this all the time? He's like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> how old were you then? That's all we did. We were probably seventh grade, eighth grade. That's where it started. I was an only child, so... Always looking for a brother to have, and Kyle was that guy. And, of course, we always looked up to Wes so much. So uh, Wes would not let us get on that court a whole lot. So when he was out <laughs> and about with his buddies, that was our chance to shine. Did you guys ever ball at golf more? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'd tag along with Wes. And, I remember some of that. Yeah. I remember Wes got real fired up one, one day when they wouldn't let Kyle play because they said Kyle was too little because he was little back then, too. He's yeah, not we, anymore. Neither are you. But you guys were little as shit back in the day. Yeah, we were late bloomers, but <laughs> we'd go with Wes a lot when they went and played pickup ball. and We didn't get to play all the time, but we were over there watching and learning and shooting on the side. So that's, again, man, that's where that passion started. We're, we're already off the rails, way off the agenda that I told you that I jotted down like 30 seconds ago and said, this is what we're going to talk about. But let's get into golf more a little bit because I love golf more. Let's do it. Our listeners know that. Uh, you're a coach now at North Posey, head coach, eight years, you said, right? Yep. And we'll get into your, your origin story and all that stuff. Um, a question that I've had, and I've asked the, the guys that slammed this and, and some of our other um, our guests in the past, has the playground game died? Is it done? Is it over? Or do, or do your guys that are coming up through North Posey still have places that they go and that they play and they're playing against grown men and – you know, there's a day or a certain time or whatever that they're they're out there playing on the on the parks instead of inside. Does that still happen? I hope it's not over. Uh, it's definitely changed. Uh, the landscape has since 
you and I were in high school. Uh, that's all we did is each night was a, a different park to go play at, and you were there for a long time. Uh, where we're at, it's a little different. Not as many opportunities for guys to link up and play at a park. But uh, Why is that, though? That's a good question. Uh, is it too many AAU teams now? Yeah, I, I think that's really changed things. People think that they have to get better indoors, and just the driveway basketball is, is much different. Not as many playgrounds and so on. Why? Why did I wonder why that changed though? It like breaks my heart because I, I was a golf more guy through and through, like die hard. And I, and I mean I was a wuss too, so like I needed golf more. Like I needed these old dudes just yep. beating me up. And then because of that, I was not a pussy anymore. Yep. But if I didn't have that, you know. And if I would have just played with my age group the whole time, I wouldn't have been any good. Not that I was any good to begin with, but I wouldn't have been anything at all. Playing on that blacktop, it builds toughness. Playing against older guys, uh, it's just something that it's ingrained in, in the two of us for sure. And now, a word from our sponsor. Exit Pizza is a build-your-own-pizza place in Indiana and Kentucky. They have unique pizzas each month, like the White Lightning, an Alabama white barbecue pizza, and a ton of ingredients you can choose from to create something delicious on your own. Order online for curbside delivery at azippizza.com backslash order. Now, back to the show. All right, let's get back on on track. I'm sorry. I I derailed the whole thing, but it's my podcast, so I don't give a shit. I can do what I want. Um, Your origin story. Tell me, tell me how you fell in love with the game. Start, start from the beginning. We we kind of hit on it a little bit um, earlier, but uh, let me let me start by saying, you have the most unorthodox full court basketball court in your driveway of all time, and I only know that because I'd always deliver shirts that your mom would order you from '99, and I was I'd always pull in and try to figure out the angles of playing full court out there. But the setup's dope. Yeah, it's man, that's all we did growing up. Uh, Friday and Saturday nights, my buddies would come over and I'd have my phone book where I'd call them their home phones. And I can still, I still memorize my best friend's home phone numbers because we'd get a game going. I remember my girlfriend's ones. That That's the craziest part. I guess that's who I <laughs> called the most, you know what I mean? But I can still recite like three or four old girlfriend ones. No doubt. No, no friends though, but all, all the yep. girls. <laughs> I might. We might do a YouTube or a podcast where I just start dialing those numbers again, seeing seeing who pops on there. Just see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, but that's funny. But kids these days can't even relate to the home phone stuff. No, because you you most of the time you end up talking to parents like, "Is Heath there? Yep. Okay, thanks." <laughs> you got a small talk with mom and dad first. Yeah, but, absolutely. But but yeah, I mean you're right. It's that, that's where it started. Is in the driveway, um, it it was an unorthodox setup at mom and dad's. Uh, we called it full court. It really wasn't full court, but we'd play to forty by twos and threes, switch at twenty, and uh, one of the goals, the backboard was kind of dead. So Kyle Atterbury, he really understood how to to use the bank to his advantage. Uh, but you get a long rebound, you got to lay up at the other one. Absolutely. So. But yeah, I mean, that's, which is not too undifferent than how golf more was set up though, too. Pretty you know similar. I mean? you, you, 
Yours was probably a little bit smaller than the Golfmore setup. You probably didn't have as much real estate out there. Yeah, perfect two-on-two games, full court, we called it, and sometimes three-on-three, got a little crowded. but Any fights? Um, we had some scuffles out there. <laughs> there's there's no doubt is there about one that, it. Is there one that stands out? Uh, probably shouldn't say it on air, but... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody's listening. But yeah, I mean, just growing up on the west side of Evansville, uh, playing for Coach Adams, he just instilled a love... For the game and that's why you and i are sitting here right now uh his, his summer camps and open gyms coach is still a basketball junkie and uh, he, he's just been such an influence on my life and i'm sure your life too coach Patton too coach Patton too coach yep. Patton's a man yep we had coach Patton on the pod a couple weeks ago yep he's he's the man uh played for coach Patton the last year he was at rights before he went to oh right right the, that would have been right in that that change yep uh 2000, 2001, we were 20 and 0 on his JV team. He talked about you guys. Yep. On the pod. Just a special group, special team, um, and, you know, hopefully gave him an opportunity to, to be a head coach at South Knox. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, yep. he still loves that team. He was, yep. he was talking glowingly about you. Did you have uh, Brink, JV? No, he wasn't on staff then. Okay. But another, Brink's a legend. Another legend, West Side legend. I got to get Brinkmeyer down here. Yep. He would be a great podcast. <laughs> he's wild, man. <laughs> he's the man. He, he'll have some stories for you. Where'd you go to middle school? I went to Perry Heights. Boo. Yep. Perry Heights Panthers. Boo. Yep. Did you play ball there, too? Yep. Yeah, we... Well, did you guys have good teams? We usually, Perry Heights usually had pretty good teams. Yeah, we always beat the Pumas. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> That's funny. So for those that don't know, Perry Heights and Helfrick both feed into rights. It's a big, that's a big rivalry. Big that, that shit meant everything in middle school. Yeah, like everything. Got to play that game at rights, the court that we we'd one day play on. So just always a special game. See, back in my day, we played it at Cynthia Heights. Okay. And then it moved to rights. Yep. My eighth grade year, I think. Yep. Cynthia Heights was pretty fun to play at too. Yep. Good gym. Everybody that's listening that's not from us was like, what the fuck are these two guys yeah. talking about? <laughs> All the West Siders appreciate it, though. <laughs> Absolutely. So you uh, you get into coaching. Did you go to school um, knowing that you were going to do that? I mean, college. Did you go to college knowing that you were wanting to go into education and, and become a coach? And did you want to go into education to coach? Or was it like, hey, I'm in education, so I'll go ahead and coach? Yeah, I want to credit Coach Adams and Coach Patton, those those guys that influenced us and just seeing the impact they had on not only me but the rest of our teammates, uh, I knew I wanted to have that impact on other people. So went to USI to study education and uh, didn't play basketball in college, but good friend of mine, Nathan Fleener, was the head freshman coach. Mo Pokey. You know Pokey. Uh, head freshman coach at Harrison High School and he asked me if I wanted to help him out while I was in college. So I said, sure thing. Started, I didn't know that. Yep, started volunteering. So that's kind of where I got my start. And was at Harrison for two years. And student taught at Evansville North. Coach Stipler asked okay. me if I wanted to be his freshman coach while I was student teaching. So um, bounced over there and then made a couple trips in Bloomington before I made my way back down here. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, you... Um... You go from USI. How did you end up at Bloomington South under the legend uh, Coach Holmes, right? Yeah, so I was at Evansville North student teaching, and I really liked it there. I wanted to stay close to home. I love Evansville. Old North or New North? Old North. Old North. Yeah, one of the best gyms 
Yeah, no doubt. That thing's just sitting there collecting pigeon shit right yeah. now. But yeah, just uh, had to get a teaching job. Had to support, and there weren't any local opportunities to be a business teacher, so moved up to Bloomington and was a teacher at Eastern Green High School. Worked under Andy Eigel, still a good friend and mentor of mine. I was living about five minutes away from Bloomington South, and so that next year an opportunity arose and got to move over there and work with who I think is the best coach to ever do it in the state of Indiana, and that's J.R. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was his son in school yet when you took over? Uh, he, well, his, his son played at North Carolina, and I remember... Right, but uh, was he at Bloomington South when you were there? Or no, he no, had already graduated? He had, he had graduated. Yeah, because um, I played against that dude in AAU. He was the truth. He was. He was. He, he's, he's often, not very often talked about when you talk about some of the high school guys that came through Indiana. He was legit, though. I mean, that yep. dude could ball. And he ends up at North Carolina, and nobody even talks about him. I'm like, that fucker ended up at North <laughs> Carolina. Like, yep. Was legit, man. Yeah. Shot the shit out of the ball. Yeah, and, and growing up, I was a diehard Tar Heel fan. And I remember going in to meet Coach Holmes for the first time, sitting in his office and looking around his office and seeing John Holmes in a North Carolina jersey. And yeah. That was incredible. Did you uh, Have you ever gone to a North Carolina game? Yep. Have you? When did uh, you go? Yeah, when we were in college, we made a road trip out there. Nice. And uh, we got tickets. They played Miami. Okay. We were the very last row in that place. That's okay. And we were so happy you would have thought we had front row seats and <laughs> VIP oh, passes. It's pretty good for some broke college kids, though. Yeah, we made a trip out to North Carolina, and then the next day we got to go out to Duke and yeah. walk on the court, see things. It was a bucket list thing for sure. Yeah, we've done that, too. We haven't been to any, any games at either one yet, but uh, maybe when they give 99 licensing, we'll... We'll parade our asses right on out there. Hopefully, that's right around the corner. <laughs> we hope so too. All right, so give me give me some Bloomington South uh, highlights because you guys had some really successful years while you were there, right? Yeah, I was pretty lucky to be there from 2008 to 2011. Three year span, we were 75 and three, won two state titles in 4A. I was there for Jordan Hull's senior year. That was my first year. He went on to be Mister Basketball. We finished, uh, according to USA Today, number three in the country. Wow. Uh, went 26-0. and 0. That next year, we were um, 20. We had won our first 23 games, and we got to the regional final. At that point, we had won 49 games in a row. Damn. We were one game away from tying uh, a really good Lawrence North team. I'll let you guess who was on that team. Yeah, right, right, right. That's the Odin Conley guys. Odin Conley guys. So we were one. How old were they? Um, when you played them, because the Pike well, had some really good teams. Well, we sorry, we we actually we didn't play them. We got beat by Jeffersonville, but we were one game away from tying their fifty game oh, streak. Oh, 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 gotcha. Sorry, yep. I misunderstood. So, so yeah, forty nine in a row got beat, and then the next year went twenty six and two and won another state title. Uh, but just what I learned under Coach Holmes and being a part of that organization is. Definitely tried to implement bits and pieces. For sure, of that. I was going to ask what's uh what was what's one of the main things that you take away from that experience? Like what what's what's a, a one adage or or one philosophy or one saying or something that that kind of stuck with you from that time? If you have one off the top of your head, really, I just think creating a family atmosphere uh, is something that Coach Holmes did at Bloomington South and still does. He called me yesterday and. We talked on the phone for 20 minutes. 
just about everything. Uh, you know, a couple That's weeks ago, cool. yeah, a couple weeks ago, we had Jordan Holes as our first Twitter talk guest, and I know we'll talk more about that here in a little bit, but just creating that family atmosphere and investing in the relationships, same stuff that you guys are doing here at 199. Oh, people, people always assume that that's easy just by being a good person, but it's, it's not necessarily like there's a lot that goes into being a head coach and creating that community and that family feeling. And I think that's what I think when you talk to people outside of coaching, not that I'm inside it, but when you talk to people outside of coaching, I don't think they understand the time commit of, of what it is because if you guys want to be successful you have to get down to the grassroots of it and you have to get down into your elementary programs your middle school programs your freshman programs your jv pro- you're not just the the varsity head coach you're the everything coach and not only that you have to have good people helping you every step of the way can you talk about that a little bit yeah, it's all about your people and you're not just coaching a team you're leading a program uh, and, and we were fortunate enough to play for Coach Adams, who I think runs the best summer camp in the state of Indiana. His summer camps are unbelievable, by the way. Yeah, you know, a lot of coaches will... <laughs> I mean, honestly, they are. A lot of coaches will try to find a way to have the shortest summer camp and make the most money possible. I think Coach Adams has the opposite philosophy. Uh, he barely charges enough to cover Anything. a t-shirt or a basketball cost. And everybody gets a t-shirt, everybody gets a basketball, everybody gets a medal. There's trophy for the the winners of the stuff. Knox, my son goes up to him now. Yep. And so I pulled coach aside last summer. He might have cut it down last summer. He might have cut it to an hour last summer. Okay. But it might have been the summer before that where it was 2 hours with Knox's age group which would have been like 5 and 6 year olds. And he held their attention for those full 2 hours with stuff. The camp yep. was great. Yep. Pulled him aside. I think we paid twenty five bucks, yep. maybe fifty at the max for. And it, oh, it was a two week camp. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I pull him off the side and I said, yep. "Coach, you're fucking insane." I'm like, <laughs> "You've got to stop this madness. This is pure madness. Yep. Like, cut this down to a yep. week. Make it two hours. If you don't want to cut it down to a, a week and make it two weeks, make it one hour. Charge fifty dollars more. Like." Something I'm like, this is the most unbelievable shit I've ever seen. I'm like, but you're, like, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> you talk about it, but a guy, he's ate up with it. He loves it. He's a junkie. He always has been. He still is, and he's obviously in this thing for the right reasons. He's not in it to make money or get in and out as quick as possible. He's building the program, and you look at what he's done. Uh, we've had a chance to learn from him and another program that uh, we're trying to implement bits and pieces of in the North Posey. Yeah. But all of you guys are kind of fucking nuts, really, if you're going to be head coaches. Yeah. That's a that's a big time commit, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a we over me thing and it's not just me, it's my family that's, that's sacrificing too, so. That's what I was heading into. Yeah. How how tough is it on your family? How do you manage being a head coach and putting in all that time, all those late nights and stuff and then still uh be raising two two young kids. Your kids are ages what? Uh, with five and two, two five, boys, yeah. F- five and two, and then your wife is a principal too, right? Yeah, she's a principal at a Catholic school in Hobstadt, so pretty busy. We make it work. I don't think we know any other way. Boys come uh, around the gym a lot? Oh, yeah, they they come with me on Saturday mornings, and uh, the, they love it. Our team loves it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you grow up in the Wrights gym and you always saw Drew coming around with Coach Adams and Evan you just with thought, Brink. 
yeah, you just thought how cool that was and how special of a connection that was, uh, not only with Drew and Coach as a father and son, and yeah, but it just the relationship we had with Drew and and bringing him along. So. And they love it too. I'm sure the boys love coming in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they love it, and they're so. And then good they're to gonna him. be like, man, my dad has access to a gym when they're able to shoot and dribble and want to work on their game. Like, come on, dad, let's go to the gym. You're like, goddamn it, I'm trying to get away from this thing. <laughs> you hope they grow up to love it. We we just got a gorilla basketball goal on our driveway a couple of weeks ago, and damn, how much money do they pay you at North Posey? Get one of them gorilla goals well, put up, man. Fortunate enough that my aunt and uncle moved a few months ago, and and they had one, so they were they didn't want the goal at their new house. So is that is that uh, you telling uh, Streeter he needs to up your up your paycheck a little bit? That's the I wouldn't disagree with that, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we are pretty lucky to have a, a new goal in our driveway. So. All right, so speaking of North Posey, first head coaching gig, uh, signed on to take over. What year? When did you sign? Uh, with started him? at North Posey in two thousand twelve. 2012 what kind of program did you inherit what did you come into yeah you know being in bloomington i met a girl and which i'm gonna backtrack a little bit and i'll, I'll get to where you're talking to, but uh we talked about kyle atterbury earlier wasn't really in the market for a girlfriend at the time there's a market for that yeah but you know your best friend says hey you need to come out here and meet this girl it's your best friend so you have to listen to him so <laughs> Went out there and met her at this Summerfest thing in Hobstadt, and that was it. Um, that was it. So, was in Bloomington, loved it up there, but met a girl, moved back home, and, you know, like I said, been at North Posey since 2012. Took over a program led by Matt Wadsworth. Okay. Matt's currently the head coach at Edgewood High School. Where's that at? Uh, just outside of Bloomington. Okay. Ellettsville, you pass okay. it all the yep. time, heading yep. up there. So he did a really good job, had the program in, in a nice place, and was able to, to just try to carry on that momentum. That's cool. That's cool. And so eight years later, where are you guys at? Uh, you know, I think we're just building one day at a time, trying to create Don't that give me the coach. Atmosphere. Don't give me the coach speak. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> No, it's, it's but you guys great... have seen some success. You've had some some really good players come through there. I follow you guys on Instagram. I like a shit ton of North Posey basketball yep. posts. Yep. Um. So I try to keep up on it. It's too far of a drive for me to come up there and watch anything though. Yeah. You know, taking over. But, a program, but, but free tickets might change that. We can take from, care from of that. <laughs> taking over a program hadn't won a sectional since 1966, and uh, unfortunately, still haven't. But yep. this past season. Um, with it, made it to the sectional final and lost in overtime by one point and had two shots to win it. So You know, that's kind of an amazing stat, that 66 stat. Yep. But some of that speaks to the competition in the sectionals, you know, too, because you guys are going up against a lot of the city schools and stuff like that, too, or at one time were. But you're talking about the Totens that came through there. Um, there's been some good basketball players that have – come through i mean and north posey's had some good teams too yeah we've had some good teams i think one of the toughest 2a sectionals in the state who else in your sectional uh, modern day south spencer forest park tecumseh and southridge uh southridge gotcha. just joined last year so gotcha yeah so 16 sectional one of the toughest ones but you get one, out of that sectional who knows what happens though. yeah and one possession away from it and then two years prior to that Lost on a buzzer beater in the sectional championship Ooh. to Forest Park, who went on to the state finals. So uh, we're those knocking on the door. Just have to keep working harder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. 
Um, where were you guys at? Had you uh, already been eliminated in sectionals when everything got canceled? Um, well, obviously, the sectional was over. Uh, how did your season end? Who did you guys get beat by? South Spencer. Uh, we lost to them by one point in overtime in the sectional final. And Oh, that was uh, this year? That was this, this past year. year. You know, they're ranked team, 22-4, uh, and four, really good basketball team. And, uh, you know, after that, it was just a weird time because For sure. right after sectionals, they decided, I think it was that next Friday, that they weren't going to play the yeah. regionals. So. Yeah. Just a, that would have been bittersweet, but I would I would have took uh, winning the sectional championship and then just getting the the rug pulled from underneath me. No on the doubt region. about it. <laughs> no region. doubt about That's it. That's a tough way to lose, but at least you completed the season, though, right? Yep. There was closure yep. to it. Whereas, if you advance on, it's a, it becomes this huge what if, you know? Yeah. And Maybe there's some silver lining there. I doubt it, but I'm just trying to make you feel better. Like Coach Holmes at Bloomington South, they're 26 and 0. They won their sectional and getting ready to move on to the regional and they don't even get a chance to right so exactly you have an undefeated season and but better than where we were talking a little bit off air about uh the baseball programs in high school right now so you know as shitty as the season ended for high school basketball think of the kids that were going out to try to win scholarships or get scholarships in baseball or maybe juco guys or naia or whatever the case may be and not even having the opportunity at all that's really tough man Really feel for these kids, especially the seniors and coaching staffs. Uh, just not the way we scripted it out. But what can you what do? What can you do? Yeah, what can you do? All right. So new venture. So let's. We we talked about some of the uh, the the downside of the COVID nineteen shit with um, uh, how everybody's seasons ended or or didn't even take off. But it has given you guys some time to put together a new website that uh, you originally came down here to talk to me about today. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw your ass in this podcast and we're going to go with it. Uh, the The website is feelforthegame.com. Can you tell me a little bit about it and tell our listeners a little bit about it? This is something that's been in the works for a couple of years now. Two good coaching friends of mine, Jeremy Roush of Fort Wayne Snyder and Nate Kangany of Whiteland High School. Been talking about things. We've shared stuff all the time, and and we wanted to provide a platform for coaches to share resources and learn from one another. So it's just a bunch of basketball junkies sharing ideas and and learning from other basketball junkies. So if I go to the website, which I have, and I get on there, if I'm a, a listener and I get on your website right now, um, what what can I find on there? We understand there's a lot of different ways to learn, and in our opinion. To be a really good head coach, one of the most important qualities is being a learner, uh, a lifelong learner. So we provide different things such as articles written by various high school and college coaches, uh, film room clips where we break down any film, uh, offense and defense, power timeouts, which are kind of like a three to five minute mini clinic. And then we've also done Twitter talks. Tonight we're hosting Travis Steele head coach at Xavier University, doing a Q&A, uh, and we also have some Zoom sessions where uh, this morning we interviewed an assistant coach at Furman University, Jeremy Grow. Last week we had Alan Stein, a um, very well-known guy out there on the East Coast. Um, so it's, it's been great. Where can people follow you on Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? At Phil for the game uh, with the number four. Um, yeah, check us out on there, post stuff all the time, and just – trying to connect coaches not only in the state of indiana but high school college men's women's just trying to grow the game we love 
And then I noticed that they uh, people visiting your website can throw in their email address that they can be alerted. And so when you throw that up, it's going into, obviously, your guys' distribution list, email list. Uh, what kind of emails can they expect to get? Is that just alerting them to new stuff on the site, or is that giving them access to anything specific? Or can you talk about that? Yeah, we have an email subscription. And anytime we publish an article written by one of our coaches, you'll receive that email. Uh, for example, woke up this morning, had an email from from a coach, and was, was able to read that article. Yeah, that's cool, so man. We're looking to do more things with that, but definitely the first step in signing on to the website, go ahead and enter your, your email there. And I'm trying to talk you guys into doing a podcast, but this, this podcast experience has probably squashed those dreams. Like, fuck, I'm not doing that. That was terrible. No, it's been fun. It's been real fun. <laughs> so long-term plans. I know short-term, um, it's this website. We talked a little bit, and you got the Twitter stuff, which I think is great, and how you were breaking that down and explaining it. It sounded awesome, you know, if you're a coach, especially if you're a young coach, because I was kind of communicating that with you. It's not just like these elite high school coaches or elite college coaches that um, can benefit from this. It's, it's all ages, no matter if you're a youth coach middle school coach or beyond right i mean or even if you're just an aspiring coach and you don't coach anybody right now but you know you want to get into it you just kind of absorb that shit right yep no doubt uh like i said we've had this in the works for a while and this COVID 19 stuff is is not been good but what a great time to launch this people are craving basketball we can't work with our athletes we can't see our athletes but we can learn Right. And we've been able to provide a platform these last three weeks. Uh, started this thing on April 10th and went live. And I've had a really good following since and hope we can continue to grow that. Long term, do you want to you tease anything that might be coming up that you guys uh, are, are playing with or have in the works or might want to plug a little bit? You don't have to, but I, I know what I want you to say, but I didn't know if you wanted to come out with it yet. Yeah, this fall we're hoping to host some think tanks, uh, looking at hosting those in Indianapolis, Bloomington, and Evansville area. A chance to provide a, a more intimate experience for coaches. Coaching clinics are great, but it's all inflow. These think tanks will provide coaches with an opportunity for outflow. They can share ideas. We can learn from one another, get to know new coaches and connect and stay connected with those coaches for a long time. And you've already done one, right? We experimented with one last July and it was just a, a huge success. One of the best experiences I've had as a coach in, in a learning environment. And we want to be able to replicate that for sure. Yeah, definitely. You said it was at the Conrad, right? In Indianapolis? We're looking at that and uh, hoping we can team up with 19.9 to provide these coaches with a great experience. I'll be I'll be all over that think tank. I'll give everybody plenty to think about in my five minutes that you give me to talk to everybody. Uh, if, if you can get that done in five <laughs> minutes, I'd be surprised. <laughs> no, so again, that, that Twitter handle is at Phil, and then it's the number four. Uh, the game right yep. on yep. Twitter and you got some stuff coming tonight but this will not be published uh, in time for the Travis stuff but on Twitter the great thing is you can always go back and you can follow and yep. and, and call up those old things and stuff too and, and you guys are going to continue to have more guests and keep rolling stuff out so, yep. um, so it's been fun so far just as coaches if we're not learning something new every day then we're not taking our job very serious and uh, luckily we have so many hungry coaches on there that are craving more and more and we hope we can continue this momentum. I'm excited for the Travis Steele one. He seems cool. 
Yeah, so we're, we're excited to learn from him. Head you want me to Xavier. write? You want me to write a couple questions to ask him? Ask him about <laughs> what he thinks about the new 199 uh, gray shorts. <laughs> if you haven't seen those yet, make sure you check them out. We'll hook him up. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming down here, shooting the shit, joining us for a little bit. Uh, we'll keep checking back. We'll feel for the game. We'd love to have you back down here at some point, and uh, hopefully we can get something working together on these uh, think tanks because I think the idea is pretty dope. So Yeah, I appreciate you having me down. Uh, enjoyed checking out your place. and You guys go check out 199.com, some <laughs> of the best stuff you can buy. Go Vikings. That's right. Peace. Thank you for listening to the 199 podcast with HVS, the high volume shooters. For more information, check out the blog at 199.com under HVS. And while you're there, do yourself a favor and pick up some retro college shorts. Till next time.